Food for Thought on News Talk 760 WJR is presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state. Here's your host, Dr. Phil Knight. Thanks for listening, everyone. Each of us are given only one handful of life, just one. Unfortunately, in this life, there are no do-overs or mulligans. We get only one chance to be a 25-year-old or a 55-year-old, and we do not get to go back and redo any of our years. One problem with this arrangement is we live life moving forward, but we understand it looking backwards. George Bernard Shaw remarks succinctly that youth is wasted on the young. And perhaps not as eloquently, the mega country music artist Toby Keith saying, I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Ignorance is bliss, but it comes with a price. Learning to lead ourselves to some level of realization as to our purpose is essential to getting all the fulfillment possible out of our one handful of life. Dr. Hugh Moorhead, a philosophy professor at Northeast Illinois University, wrote 250 of the best-known philosophers, scientists, writers, and intellectuals in the world and asked them one question, what is the meaning of life? Their responses were shocking. They ranged from, I don't know, to let me know when you find out. These replies from the supposedly enlightened crowd do not bode well for the rest of us. Eventually, it seems we are all haunted by two questions, questions from the shadows. As life advances, we hear those questions whispered from the corners of our mind. What is my life about? Why am I here? What difference does my life make? What am I involved in that is bigger than I am? and will last longer than I do. George Washington Carver said, No individual has the right to come into this world and go out of it without leaving behind a distinct and legitimate reason for having passed through it. Confusing success with purpose is an easy and common miscalculation. Focusing on ourselves is unsatisfying and never reveals our purpose. Being successful and fulfilling our purpose are not the same issue, but they are closely related. Some of my friends have found fulfillment in their careers, and others have found satisfaction through the means that their work provides. Zig Ziglar is quoted often by motivational speakers. He said, If you can dream it, you can achieve it. And that's a favorite. But what is that is only a portion of his quote, and is therefore often misquoted. Here's the full Ziegler quote and the proper context. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. You will get what you want out of life if you help enough other people get what they want. I may not know what the purpose of your life is, but I'm convinced that everyone's purpose has to do with relationships and the impact we have on the people who walk across the threshold of our lives. Sociologists believe the shyest person among us will influence more than 10,000 people during their lifetime. If our purpose is associated with relationships and the people we influence, then perhaps the people in our lives are our most important asset. A person who demonstrates these values is Jim Robinson, the CEO for the Michigan Farm Bureau Insurance. 
And he's our guest today on Food for Thought. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's Food for Thought here on WJR. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, your host, and my esteemed co-host, as always, Jerry Brisson, the CEO and president for Gleaners Community Food Bank and the chairman of the Food Bank Council Board of Directors. Jerry, welcome back to the studio. It's great to be here, and I, I know you've said to a couple of our guests that because I'm the chair of your board, uh, it makes me your boss, so I just want to make it public. That is a, that's a fictitious statement. Phil, Phil needs no boss. He is great to follow, great to work with, and do an amazing work at the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Well, you're kind, but you know, everybody needs accountability, right? <laughs> and so uh, you guys provide that for me as well as inspiration. And, you know, today, uh, Jerry, we have another gentleman that has provi- provided a bit of inspiration for us on this show. And that's our friend and um, the initial sponsor for Food for Thought. And that's Jim Robinson, the CEO and president at Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Jim, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to be back on the show. But really and truly, my friend, without you, there would be no food for thought, and we would not have this opportunity and responsibility that Jerry and I have to change the conversation about food insecurity across the great state of Michigan. Thank you so much. Well, it's, it's my pleasure, Phil, first of all, to, to be back, but also to be in a small way uh, supportive of your mission and your message uh, that is critical that we get out across uh, the great state of Michigan. Well, you've had a spectacular career, um, Jim, and I would like for our listeners to learn a little bit more about you and your leadership, and um, and then I want to talk a little bit more about uh, your legacy because I really think that it's it's you know we we need to think about those things. You know, I think all of us strive to have success in our career but maybe you know as there comes a turning point in our careers where we we also start asking ourselves the question about significance and so i think that we want both success and significance and i think you you have really um lived those values and then of course i want us to talk a little bit too about your passion you have for the children in this state but um introduce yourself to all of us, to all of our listeners, and and how does how does Jim Robinson become the CEO for the uh, company that cares so much about its community? Well, I think um, you, you know it, it. It may sound corny, but we often call ourselves the uh, Michigan Farm Bureau family of companies, and I think you know at the uh, foundation of our organization, it is based on family. And, um, you know, we, we do that and live that each and every day, and that's reflected in our mission statement. You know, our mission statement is protecting the people of Michigan from the risks of everyday life. And we take those lives and those individuals across this great state uh, and protecting them uh, on both their good days and their bad days uh, to heart. And that's what we live and breathe each and every day. So um, I think, you know, I, I began my career in 1975, and, um, you know, uh, I came out of Michigan State University, and I had a degree in advertising and communication arts, and and uh, never thought I'd end up being a CEO 
of uh, Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. But uh, it's been a wonderful journey and a wonderful organization. And quite honestly, uh, the, the, the key and the tie that brings me back is the family values and the values that the uh, Michigan farmers uh, created when they created our insurance organizations back uh, in 1949. And those values still hold true today, and the work ethic and uh, and the uh, desire to to make a difference in people's lives is is really what uh, drives not only our organization but me personally. Um, I guess you asked, you know, what what makes I mean, why have I stayed here nearly 43 years? Well, um, I think it's our ability on a day today basis to make a difference in people's lives hmm. and that's what we do and and it's not just from an insurance standpoint it's how can we make communities and children uh, better we introduced a program back in uh, in 2013 it's called e equals mc squared hmm. um, and basically um, that is enriching michigan's children and communities and uh, we take that mission very seriously it's it's more than just being an insurance company it's being a, a value valued uh, contributor to communities across this great state and we do that through our employees and of course our 450 agents that represent nearly every town and city and community across this great state and and uh, they make an impact both in their community, but across our great state as well. And, and we couldn't do it without our agency force and without the 700-plus employees on the insurance side of the house here back in Lansing. And so uh, it's, it's just uh, a foundational in our organization that we get to make a difference in people's lives each and every day, and, and we take that responsibility and, again, our mission of protecting the people of Michigan from the risks of everyday life uh, to heart. That's what It's on our door when you walk in our building, and uh, it's something we live and breathe each and every day. So I know we're going to have to pay the bills in just a minute here, but what I want you to think about is if you, if you take that statement, protecting the people in Michigan from the risks of everyday life, I want you to think about this because we're going to come back in a minute. What story can you call up that would help people understand exactly what that means. A real story that you've seen in your leadership that you can say, this is what I'm talking about. So I know we're going to have to uh, go to break here, but when we come back, we want to hear that story. All right? Absolutely. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. Jerry Brisson, Jim Robinson, Dr. Phil Knight. This is Food for Thought. It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight on WJR. Welcome back and thanks for listening to Food for Thought here on WJR. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight in the WJR studios here at the Fisher Building. And on the phone with us, our friend and colleague, Jim Robinson, the CEO for the Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. And uh, Jim, Jerry asked you a question uh, at the end of the first segment there with us that um, kind of kind of teases in like you 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 talked about what's kept you there uh and your leadership and your legacy there at farm bureau insurance is because of the mission and that mission is protecting the people of michigan from the risk of everyday life and uh he asked you about a story i I know you well enough to know that you probably have one 
Well, uh, you know, I do. And, and um, you, know, we, you know, it's so easy for us to think about um, the regular risks of everyday life, you know, what you normally think about it from an insurance standpoint. If if I'm in an automobile accident or a fender bender, if I have a fire in my in my home, or uh, we have a a, a business situation where uh, I need protection, um, those kinds of things I think are are commonplace, and we think about them, and we have a need to know about them. Uh, and when we go to get our mortgage or when we go to buy a new vehicle, everybody buys insurance. The part that's maybe a little more challenging and a little more difficult is is the life insurance side of our business. Hmm. You know, planning for the future, thinking ahead, something that's easily postponed. But I can tell you story after story of individuals who never thought that the breadwinner in their family wasn't going to make it home that evening after work. We have story after story about people who didn't make it home. And then what happens for the planning for their family? Simple things like putting meal a meal on the table. Uh, how do we provide for education? How do we provide for the continuation of that family unit? And can we stay in our home? Can we afford to do the things that we did? and the importance of planning for that event. And it's a difficult event to talk about Mm -hmm. because death isn't something that we just sit down at the kitchen table and and have an easy conversation about and planning for that. And I can tell you, though, there's lots of people out there that we could share with you individual stories where they didn't take the opportunity or the time to plan. They didn't take the opportunity or time to have that difficult conversation. And unfortunately, because they didn't do that, you know, there are going to be challenges moving forward. So if I could share anything in in that regard is to have that difficult conversation, Mm -hmm. to have that because you want to protect and make a difference for individuals moving forward and your family most particularly. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're protected, that they can move on if, God forbid, that that family, the the mother or the father doesn't make it home that evening to have dinner because they were involved in an accident that could have very well happened or not happened because of anything that they did or didn't do. So the unexpected things that happen in our lives are so difficult to plan for, but it's important that we take that time and effort to think about those things and have those difficult conversations moving forward. So um, that's where I would, you know, ask or challenge people to think about, you know, the fact that we may not make it home this evening. And if we don't, do we have plans and, and a policy in place to address that? that situation. You know, all of us experience this in our life within one or two degrees of separation. Somebody who passed away suddenly and by surprise and the families had to address that. In my own family, uh, one one family member had a, a husband uh, have cancer nobody knew about um, and passed away very quickly from it. Um, and we know that in our, in our work in, in feeding people, uh, 
the, some of the top reasons that people need help for a period of time is a health diagnosis and losing a breadwinner from the home. So, so we're certainly aware of what you're talking about. And, and personally, um, having lived through a family member's experience, you, when you see it happen, and that person in our case did have life insurance, and it made the total difference between raising children in a in a home where they had what everything they needed to not being able to do that. So so certainly I think you're you're absolutely hitting on a very important point that we see in in our food insecurity work um and it is very important that that if people can take care of that they do. Yeah. The the other aspect that as you mentioned Jerry is the the undiagnosed uh, illness that a, a family member may have, or or the breadwinner of the family, that you know, it, you know, it, it's it's one thing to you know be involved in a, in an unexpected you know uh, automobile accident, but you know sometimes life throws us curveballs, and um, you know particularly as it relates to to health, and um, you know those those things are are also things that while we don't want to plan for them, we need to plan for them. Absolutely. You know, the thing that I see is a lot of parallels from what you're talking about, Jim, to our work in uh, ensuring that people have access to healthy, nutritious food so that they can solve a lot of their other challenges in their life themselves. And of course, what we want to do is take hunger off the table and replace it with access to safe, affordable food. And then their minds are freed to tackle some of these other issues such as life insurance. You know, and the other thing it reminds me of is that, you know, when you're in need, well, I guess I define a friend as someone who walks in the room when the rest of the world walks out. And, you know, at that most crucial, critical time in a person's life, at that crisis, whether it's a food crisis or something even more dramatic, the death or the the uh, injury or the sickness of a family member, to have someone, a Farm Bureau agent or a representative from the food bank, somebody walk into that person's life at that most crucial time, I think to me is a, is, is a purpose and a, and a mission and a value that is uh, extraordinary. And I know that you have, you know, 450 agents and you have 750, 700 employees that's working with you there at Farm Bureau Insurance there in Lansing. Um, and I, my experience with everybody from you right on through the entire staff has been, these are people who care. Well, thank you for saying that because that, that's exactly what we do do. You know, I, you know, we talk about making a difference in people's lives and, and it, by caring, we can make that difference. You know, and it, and it doesn't start just simply with a the uh, w- with our agency force because they're the people out on the front line in each of the communities across the state but it's also the the team that supports them back here in Lansing and you know I want to make sure I have a shout out to those individuals because um, often maybe not not seen uh, but so critical to the overall success of the mission that we have and delivering on that mission and making the difference you know, for uh, individuals and communities throughout this great state. So um, we, we, we hope that, uh, you know, not only through our mission statement, but the goal of trying to make a difference, we have people who want to make a difference in people's lives. And those are the kinds of people that we try to attract 
to our organization because they're the ones that will help us deliver on our mission each and every day. Well, Jim, we want to hold you over for the next segment and want you to come back and talk with us about the the emphasis that you have personally and professionally and over the concern for children in our state. Okay. He's, he's Jim Robinson. He is the CEO for Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. This is Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Food for Thought here. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in the WJR studio. And on the phone with us, Jim Robinson, the CEO for Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. And Jim, a couple, three, I don't know how many years ago now, you and I and Scott Pickett from uh, Michigan Farm Bureau sat down for lunch at uh, one of your favorite places, and uh, and and you guys just asked me some questions about, uh, particularly uh, food insecurity as ha- how it relates to children, and I pulled out a couple of one pagers and I shared those with you, and uh, as I said in the opening monologue, when I shared that information with you. Uh, you were visibly shocked at the number of kids that are struggling with, with, uh, with food security and hunger on a regular basis in this great state. Uh, and I, I said, I don't think you got over that, and I don't expect you ever will. No, I, gosh, you know, Phil, uh, you know, I always thought it was maybe more of a, a demographic or geographic uh, issue across our state that it was concentrated in certain areas, or uh, but I was naive in that regard because uh, you demonstrated to me through the data that you shared with us that um, you know 18% of children across the state have uh, are, are considered food insecure, mm. and that 15% of all Michigan residents are, but also that it wasn't necessarily concentrated in some of the areas we may think of. That, it, that it's all across our great state. And that, to me, was a shocking uh, revelation that um, really, and then, then to me personally, because of my desire to see children have an opportunity, not only from an education standpoint, but to, to grow and, and, and be successful in, in our communities, uh, it's it's just a sad situation when we see children that don't have a, a, a warm breakfast or breakfast opportunity, and maybe their first meal of the day doesn't come until they get to school. And then in the summer when they're not in school, where does that food and fiber and meals come from? Uh, and, and are they eating the, or have access to the right kinds of foods? So uh, if we don't have a... a uh, uh, someone who has food in their belly and, a, and an opportunity to learn, uh, we need to be there to make us make a difference, uh, not only as an organization, but but as, as citizens of this state to make sure that that doesn't happen. Well, and it's part of the reason we're changing the conversation here on this show. And, you know, uh, because it, we do think this is a problem that can be solved um, if we break down how to solve it piece by piece and involve the people that both want to and have a vested interest in solving this, that we can actually really move the needle on childhood hunger in Michigan. And and you've been such a big part of that. You know, we the 
we we want to change the conversation because you can't solve a problem if you don't believe it can be solved. And we've seen in so much of our work that one of the reasons people don't get as involved as they could is because they see it as a Band-Aid as opposed to a very necessary help up for people that are striving to make their life better. And when it comes to children who really are, you know, not really having to make choices, it's other people making choices for them, uh, there is no excuse for, for not letting them reach their full potential because we didn't take this problem out of their life. I mean, so there's a little monologue on my part, but what you just said sparks the absolute deepest core of my passion uh, as well, and that is to really make sure kids get to their potential. Uh, Don't let him fool you, Jim. He pontificates and people tune in (laughs) just to hear that. (laughs) Now, I do want to say this, though. You're, you're, You're an investor in this program. Uh, and in the last year, in 52 weeks, we had 64 guests who could come on our show and affirm that this is a problem they want to and have a vested interest in solving. And so that that investment has really mattered. And I think those voices, and they've been a broad range of voices from the business community, from the healthcare community, from the education community, all are echoing the same sentiments that you just said. And so thank you for, for enabling us to do that and for growing this mission of uh, feeding our hungry neighbors. Well, it's a it's a privilege, and and it's unfortunate that the awareness isn't greater. So, if by this is a beginning, you know, with sixty four voices, you know, but and hopefully many many more that'll be able to get that message out across this great state and let people know that there's an issue and a problem that needs to be solved. And I can't think of anything more important than seeing that children have an opportunity to have a, a, a good, solid meal and an opportunity to start their day uh, moving forward, uh, be it when they're in school or not, uh, to, to a healthy opportunity to grow and prosper uh, each and every day. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about what you're doing and, and know that uh, your commitment uh, for our, our community and our state, communities and state is, is just as great as the one that we have here. And in a small way, if we can make a difference, uh, we want to be there to help you make that difference. Well, Jim, uh, I know children are dear to your heart, and uh, I know that, that I'm with you, brother. Food first. Let's get, the, let's get kids fed and food secure so their minds and bodies can develop into the, the people and the potential that they have within their, their life and their bodies and within their minds. But it takes other things. It, it takes food first, right? But then it takes other things. And I know that you are involved in some of those other things. I know your ACES initiative, uh, you're, you're involved with Ellie's Place. Tell us a little bit about that and how Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan is, uh, is coming alongside the entire wraparound services for the children. Well, uh, you know, I'm honored to, to talk about some of these uh, organizations that we're involved with. And uh, I'm going to pick on Ellie's Place or not pick on them, but start with Ellie's Place. Um, it's an organization I got involved with uh, personally uh, a number of years ago that addresses uh, 
uh, and helps out for families who lose, and particularly children who lose uh, a loved one, generally a parent or a sibling. And um, Ellie's Place offers, uh, at no cost, uh, counseling and uh, grief awareness uh, through um, their services. And they're now in Lansing, Grand Rapids, uh, Flint, and Ann Arbor. And the branches have grown since I got involved, and then Farm Bureau Insurance got involved uh, with helping them and each of our agent offices across the state. Uh, we have information and materials that, uh, you know, uh, people who have a loss in their family uh, can take and utilize the services available through Ellie's Place. And we want to do more than just deliver a check at time of, of loss, uh, but give people an opportunity to reach out and uh, use the services of organizations like Ellie's Place that help us get through that grieving process. Um, you also mentioned uh, ACEs. Uh, it's all children exercising simultaneously. Uh, we've always been big in seeing that, you know, the future of our, our great state, and that's our children, uh, have an opportunity to, to get out and, and uh, you know, maybe not in the, in the winter months as much, but certainly, you know, throughout the year that they get out, exercise, and move, and, and have a healthy outlook on life. And, you know, that, that begins with a with a meal and an opportunity then to to go on either school or during the summertime to exercise and so uh, we have been a, a longtime supporter of the ACES program and uh, encouraging fitness and healthy eating and lifestyles across the state. Um, we're also involved with uh, um, through Sparrow Hospital here locally, uh, providing car seats uh, to young families that uh, don't have the opportunity or maybe the funds. Uh, to provide safety from the day they leave the hospital uh, until that child is old enough to maybe ride in a vehicle without a car seat. And we want to be there to, to help them as well. And, and then one other program that we're extremely proud of is we've been in pro, uh, involved in school makeovers uh, to uh, uh, schools. Uh, we're in our fifth year in the city of Detroit and now our third year in the city of Grand Rapids, uh, providing um, an opportunity for a, a school, elementary, all the way through high school, and we focus there on learning centers. Um, you know, some of us, uh, media rooms or library makeovers uh, to z deserving schools, um, and, and with our partners, the Detroit Pistons and the Grand Rapids Griffins. And it's been a great partnership, but you should see the children's eyes light up when they see that new library or, or media center and access to technology, and, and it's 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 just, gosh, it it, it it it's the kind of stuff that lifts my uh, lifts my spirit and soul each and every day to see you know children get excited about the opportunity to learn and in an environment where they can learn. So, um, those are just some of the things that you know really uh, uh, you know I I could go on and on, but you know those are things that just uh, they rev my engine up there, Doc. So, uh, <laughs> love it, love it, Jim. I'm telling you what, man. What a legacy! What a legacy! What leadership that you provided to this family of companies, and and um, the legacy that you that you have there, and as it, particularly as it relates to Michigan's children. So, I'm going to say uh, two words that really are not big enough. They don't weigh enough. But uh, for how you have invested your one handful of life, I think the rest of us owe you these two words, and those two words are thank you. 
Thank you so much. Well, you're kind to say that. Well, we mean it. We mean it. We know your heart. It's full of compassion and passion, and we love that. Jerry? You know, I I can only echo it. Um, There are times when two words are exactly the right number, so thank you. Well, thank you, too. Uh, I... you know, it's it's often hard. You know, in the, in the uh, when you are involved with an organization that uh, uh, like ours, and you know, we, we want it to be more than a business. You know, we want it to make a difference. And um, you know, it, some people get uh, tied up on the the bottom line. But I think if you're truly an organization and you you have a corporate spirit and a and a, a heart in your community, you, you gotta give back and and uh we feel fortunate that we have the opportunity to to help give back and hopefully make that small difference in people's lives each and every day thanks so much jim jerry and i will be right back to wrap up this edition of food for thought It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight, presented by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Once again, here's Dr. Phil Knight. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jerry, Jim Robinson, the CEO for Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. I wish we had more like him. Yeah, and it was great to listen to him. I mean, you know, for for a guy that's had a career like his and, and really a career of caring, um, it's such a pleasure to to spend a little time with him. And it's something we don't do enough of just in general is right. just spend time with people because they're people worth spending time with. It's a joy and a pleasure. Well, to have a person of Jim's character and caliber and his sphere of influence across the state as the head of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan um, is pretty special, I think. And and it's been a great career for him. It's been his leadership and his legacy. And, you know, I think that marketing and advertising, and I'm sure there's a proper process for all of that, and I skipped it all. <laughs> you know, I called Jim up and said, we have an idea for a show an opportunity on WJR has been extended to us to uh, have a show that will change the conversation about food insecurity across our state. And I don't have any money to pay for it, and I'm hopeful you do. And he did. And he showed faith and confidence in you, which which I think all of us echo, Phil. You, you've done an awesome job as the executive director of the Food Bank Council of Michigan, and we're very proud of you and and how you've extended this not just in this way through this show, but this whole issue in the state and 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 were really and have been present to us at a time when we really needed leadership. I mean, the Flint water crisis, though it's you know not something that comes up as often as it used to, is something that your leadership helped us uh, really deal with. And we've talked about it on this show. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, the Jim's leadership in trusting you, our leadership in trusting you, that's what we have in common. Well, I think that I'm, I appreciate those words very much. Thank you. Um, what I take away from Jim's comments is um, a sense of purpose. And I think that once we as individuals can define that purpose, that mission we have in life, um, then I think we can live uh, lives that are 
both full of success and that find significance. No question about it. And uh, what a pleasure it is to do with you and, um, you know, Farm Bureau Insurance, who's really made this show possible. Well, yeah. I mean, they they have come alongside of us at the right time. And I would say you, you made a uh, you shared the statistics uh, in one of the segments there with Jim, 64 guests in 52 weeks and uh, from from major influencers across all spectrums of life in Michigan. Yeah, people want to see hunger solved. Um, and it, But the early adopters are special in our heart. Absolutely. Right? Uh, because, you know, no one had to believe us then, but how can they not believe us now? There's been a lot done in the last year, and we've seen so much progress both through the legislature and, and some of the resources that have been put into solving this issue, but also in the attention this continues to get in health care and in education and will continue to get as we, can, as we prove there's value in solving this beyond just the charitable aspect of it. Well, I'm happy that we've we are in the process of changing the conversation. Indeed, indeed. So it's time for a little food for thought. The author Gary Hamill said, A noble purpose inspires sacrifice, stimulates innovation, and encourages perseverance. And Jerry, I think we'll need all three to really solve this problem and create food security across our state. But this is what I do understand. That success, saturated with significance, satisfies. I wish that for you, for me, and all of our team, and for all the folks that are involved with us in this great mission to create food security across the state of Michigan. Until next time, remember, it's food first, folks. Food first. Food for Thought has been a presentation of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.